Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Distortedly Dogs, the podcast. I am so delighted that you are here. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I can hardly believe that I have created over 200 episodes of this podcast. I love it so much. It's been so amazing to be able to connect with all you amazing dog guardians out there and hopefully provide some value and give you some tangible steps that you can take with your own dog. So I am recording this podcast episode with our new puppy, Spicy. She is sitting in my lap. Let's hope she stays quiet. But in today's episode, I want to just kind of share what our first, it hasn't even been a full week, but what our first week with the puppy has been like. But before I share more about that, I wanted just to update you all on a couple of things. So one, if you are a dog professional and you would like to create your own online course, uh, if you work with reactive dog guardians, aggressive dog guardians, and you've seen what we've done with reactive redefined, and you would like to be able to do that yourself, we are opening reactive redefined for professionals on October 25th. It's just going to be a couple day enrollment period since just the, this is the first round and all you dog pros out there, if you're kind of on the fence, um, do keep in mind that this is the least expensive that it will be. The investment is definitely going to go up the next time we open it for enrollment. So if you want to get in at probably the lowest investment that it will be, that will be open for enrollment on October 25th. If you haven't already joined the waitlist, we'll be sure to include a link to that in the show notes so you can join the waitlist and you will be the first to know. Um, In addition to all of the course content that we have created, Steph and I are also going to host four group Q&As so you can connect with other dog pros ask questions, and learn more about creating your online course. Those of you who are just regular dog guardians, you're not a dog professional. Uh, We have a multitude of free options for you. On our website, you can go to the free training tab and you can see all of the free training options there. And then if you are interested in working with Steph or I, we both are actually accepting new clients right now. So If you're a dog guardian and you've been listening for a while and maybe you need some support, reach out. We would be happy to work with you. In addition to that, uh, it's fall in Colorado. We've actually had like a for reals fall where like it hasn't snowed or been like really gross out yet. (laughs) So we're just kind of reveling in that. So for those of you who maybe missed it, um, my husband Corey and I welcomed Spicy, as we're lovingly calling her, into our lives on Friday. She is an eight-week-old American Staffordshire Terrier, and we are smitten. Oh my God, she's so precious. I love her so much. I, It's been almost six years since we had a puppy in our lives. Uh, Waylon was the last puppy we had in this house, so It's been really, really fun, but I wanted to share some of the realities of life with a puppy because I know on Instagram, uh, she is really cute and I keep posting all these pictures of her snuggling and being adorable, but I wanted just to give you the rundown of the realities, right? So if you don't already follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, you can see pictures of her cute little face. Uh, I know I mentioned this 
maybe last week, maybe I didn't. But anyways, I am also going to do a little puppy free mini course so that you all can kind of see I'm literally just like filming everything that I'm doing with her. So um, if you want to get access to that, we also have a waitlist for the free puppy course. So um, spicy, spicy, spicy. She's such a good little girl. So she came home on Friday. My husband flew out to Atlanta to pick her up and he flew back with her. And she was such a good little puppy on the plane. She just slept the whole time. Apparently the people who were sitting next to him didn't even know that there was a puppy in the carrier. Um, And she came home. And thankfully, Waylon is a superstar with puppies, so we let them just meet right away. And Spicy wasn't scared or anything. She lived with lots of other dogs, including her litter mates uh, in her breeder's home. So she and Waylon, you know, sniffed each other and hit it off. And yeah, she came home on Friday and it's kind of been a whirlwind since then. So something that I think is really important to remember. Okay, so for all you beautiful people who are like, I want a puppy. What I want you to really consider is how much time it actually takes to raise a puppy. So that's something that my partner, Corey, and I talked about a lot, right? Is making sure that our schedules looked good so that we could be with her a lot. It's not that we're not going to leave her alone, but it's very minimal at this age. She is today, she is nine weeks old. She's a teeny tiny baby and she needs to be with people, right? So we are teaching her to be comfortable alone, but that is just small little tidbits of time. That's not, we can leave her alone for an entire day while we went to work. So if you have a demanding work schedule and you want a puppy, you're going to have to hire help because the puppy should not be alone all day, all week, especially not when they're teeny tiny. So puppies are an extremely large investment of time. My partner and I kind of work uh, opposite schedules, so it works out super well that she has someone around. We're also really spoiled that our family and friends are wonderful support systems. Um, We actually went, uh, we had a prior commitment on Sunday, my husband and I, that we went to, and my sister-in-law, shout out to my sister-in-law, Holly, she came over and puppy sat, okay? So that's something I really want you all to consider, right? Is like, how much time do you actually have to devote to this puppy? Because they require a lot of time. And while puppies sleep a lot, they sleep a lot, like 20 hours a day. They sleep a lot. Um, they still need you to be with them, right? Um, and I think that that's something that I'm really grateful for this round raising a puppy is that we have the time, right? Obviously, I'm busy. I'm running a business. I'm seeing clients and my husband has a job and he's busy too, but we have the time to be with her. And that is in my humble opinion, is a big part of raising a puppy is just genuinely being with them a lot, right? You have to be present, literally, right? You have to literally and figuratively be present for these puppies. So that is definitely something that we're realizing is that we we made the right choices and making sure our schedules were aligned so that we could be home with the puppy, okay? So first and foremost, puppies require a lot of your time. And if you don't have a lot of time, um, that doesn't mean you can't get a dog. But my suggestion would probably be to get an adult dog who's already comfortable alone. That's going to be a much smoother transition for your life. So in addition to puppies taking a lot of time, 
They also take a lot of diligence, right? So potty training is obviously, I know, like something that is very important to the people because we don't want the dogs to pee and poop in our house. Um, and potty training at this age, okay? So like I was saying, she's nine weeks old. Potty training at this age is 99% on the people, not on the puppy, okay? Because nine-week-old puppies are not capable of like holding it and controlling their bowel movements very well, okay? This is not something we can expect of them. So potty training is one of those things that you have to be diligent. You have to be paying attention. You have to be on top of it or your puppy is for sure in a potty in your house, okay? That's normal, but I do want to give some credit to my partner and myself here because we are slaying it at potty training and that is because we are here with her and we are on it. To date, this puppy has not pooped in our house. She's only pooped outside. Woohoo! Yay, spicy. Okay, but actually that's us. Okay, so remember that these tiny puppies, we cannot expect them to be in charge of their own potty training. That is on us for now. Okay. And this is something that I'm going to share in a lot more depth and detail inside the free mini course as I start to, to get that um, edited and all that stuff for you all. But it's also important that you have a uh, appropriate area for them to go potty inside because you can't possibly be watching them 24-7. So we do have a pee pad out that Spicy has been great about using. So she has peed in the house a couple of times, which is normal, but she has been using the pee pad, which has been awesome. Totally, totally awesome. So I think that a lot of people struggle with the potty training right away just because they have absolutely unrealistic expectations. <laughs> Okay, so I'd really just like to set the record straight here, ladies and gentlemen and people of the Internet. Uh, you are responsible for your puppy's potty training. They are not responsible for it. Okay, so um, I, I remember a colleague here in Colorado, Christy Campbell. Shout out to her. She created this flow chart. And it's basically like how to get good at potty training. And basically the gist of the flow chart is anytime your puppy gets up, anytime your puppy is done playing, anytime they wake up from a nap, anytime they're sniffing in a corner, take them outside to go to the bathroom. And that is so wholeheartedly true. Okay. And that just, again, it requires a lot of diligence. And I think because we have the time and we are with her so much, that is why we have been able to make such awesome I don't even know if I want to say it's progress because again, she can't really control it. But for us, it feels awesome that she really has been going outside. I think something else that people have really unrealistic expectations of is that puppies are not sleeping through the night, y'all. <laughs> okay, like Spicy has been really good about sleeping for about like seven hours at night, but that's because we are so diligent about making sure she's basically empty so she can sleep and she doesn't have to go to the bathroom. Um, we currently have her sleeping in a crate in our bedroom so that I can hear her, right? When she makes some little peeps, we just let her out. We take her to potty and then we put her right back in the crate and she goes to sleep. But that is not me like sleeping eight hours and then taking the puppy out in the morning. That's not how this works, okay? Especially not when they're teeny tiny babies, okay? So um, that is the nice thing about uh, my husband, Corey, is that we've really been trading off and making sure that one of us is super tired, the other one can get her out. But again, this is on us. You can't expect your puppy to like just sleep through the night and be 
potty training. You have to do all of that. Okay. This is human work. This is not puppy work. This is what it takes. So, you know, the reason I wanted to record this podcast episode is because I think that people have good intentions when they bring puppies into their lives, but then they really set themselves up to fail, right? Because they're like, I didn't know that potty training was going to be so hard. I didn't know that they weren't going to sleep through the night. And then people like right from the get start to resent the puppy. And that's a terrible foot to start your relationship on with your new puppy. Okay. These are just the realities. This is the normal stuff that it takes to raise little tiny baby puppies. And we love it. We knew this is what we were getting ourselves into. We were prepared. And I got to be honest, y'all, it is bringing me so much joy. We are having so much fun raising little spicy. She is snoring next to me right now. I hope you all can hear her a little bit. (laughs) Okay, so um, another reality of week one with Little Miss Spicy is that she is so bitey and her teeth are so sharp. Oh my gosh, they're like little shark teeth. And she puts her teeth on everything, everything, including skin and shoes and um, ankles and wrists and fingers and earlobes and hair and metal things and things you wouldn't think that puppies would put their teeth on. They do. Okay. All of this is completely normal. This is how puppies experience the world by putting a lot of things in their mouths. And we've been really diligent about just having a ton of toys around, giving her lots of appropriate things to put her teeth on, and just being really patient and understanding that this is a phase that she will grow out of, okay? This is not permanent. This is just young puppy stuff. And I think that over the years, I've, I've had so many really well-meaning dog guardians email me and be like, we have a horribly aggressive puppy. And I'm like, um, okay, tell me more. And basically, they describe just normal puppy stuff. Okay. And this is something that, again, if you don't have realistic expectations of what it's going to take to raise a puppy, what puppies are, what they do, how they behave, it's going to be real brutal for you. I'm going to be honest. It's not going to be a very enjoyable experience. And to be frank with all of you, some people are just not cut out for raising puppies. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Bring an adult dog into your life. Your life is not going to be um, nearly abruptly changed like it would if you brought a puppy into your life. Okay. And, you know, while we love raising this puppy, it does make me think about like, dang, getting an adult dog would be a lot easier. <laughs> I have absolutely no regrets. And like I said, we are having so much fun raising this puppy. But again, it's one of those things that like, if you don't know all this stuff right from the get, it's going to be real hard on you. It's going to be real hard on you. And, you know, I'm a professional dog trainer, okay? We brought Waylon in as a teeny tiny baby. We raised him. That was six years ago. And I didn't forget everything. But, like, as the days go by and we continue to get in the, like, someone has to get up with her all the time. Someone has to take her out all of the time. She is bitey a lot of the time. It's one of those that, like, you got to put your game face on and be like, I got this. I can do this. Because if not, it's really going to wear on you, okay? And raising a puppy alone is not impossible. You can do anything. But I will say that it has, it, it has been made significantly easier by having my partner. Um, and everyone, I am trying to convince my partner, Corey, to come on the podcast and talk all, about all of this. So hopefully he will join me for a future episode because technically Spicy is his dog. I know. That's crazy, isn't it? We're obviously both raising her, but the intention in getting Spicy was for her to be Corey's companion. So 
One last thing that we are obviously focusing on with a tiny puppy is socialization, right? Teaching her about the world and people, places, and things. So because she came from a breeder who uses puppy culture, if you don't know what puppy culture is, look it up. It's an amazing puppy rearing program. Um, because our breeder used puppy culture, uh, Spicy has a little bit of an advantage because she's not terribly afraid of anything. She was already pretty comfortable in the crate. Um, the potty training has been easier because the breeder had um, some things set up in her puppy pen there. So we are definitely, there's a little bit more ease in raising her just because our breeder put all those things in place, right? I know that a lot of rescues and, and um, wonderful people who are fostering puppies through rescues are also using puppy culture. So this isn't just something that breeders are doing, right? I know that there are a lot of amazing foster people out there that are using puppy culture for um litters that they're raising, right? That are just rescue puppies, but that is helping us a lot. And Spicy as her little self is, is really pretty confident, right? So our socialization is going to look different than some different puppies. Okay. So, you know, with everything, there are exceptions. Um, we have to adapt these things to the individual dog, but Spice is pretty confident. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you've seen some of the videos with her around the other dogs and she's not terribly worried. So we've done quite a bit of socialization already, right? So, um, we've had a lot of people to the house. Our friends and family have come over. We are really lucky that a lot of our friends and family have puppy safe dogs that they have brought over. So over the last couple of days, Spicy has met, oh, I think, I think roughly like 10 people have come to our house. So she's met like 10 people, all of which she was happy to be held by. And she was happy to lick them and bite them. Um, we haven't noticed any fear or anything like that with people. So we're obviously paying attention to her body language and seeing how she's reading situations. But She's really pretty confident, so we haven't had to do a ton of um, management in that way. And then, like I said, we have um, friends and family that have really wonderful dogs who are good with puppies, so those dogs have come over also. Um, we have a puppy pen that we use as early management just to make sure she's feeling confident, but for the most part, Spicy's taking a lot of things in stride, so we're able to really kind of take the socialization game like and just run with it. Um, but I will say that there have been some things that I've noticed that she's a little, I don't want to say scared of, but she's paying more attention to and it's its giving her more pause. So we're not taking her for for reals walks because again, tiny babies cannot go for for reals walks, but we're taking her on quote unquote walks where we set her down and she walks a little bit and we carry her. And that is just so that she's seeing more things out in the world. Car noise has been something that she's been paying quite a bit attention of attention to. So my partner Corey and I have both been just really diligent about um, if there's a lot of traffic, we're just holding her right, so she can still process, but she doesn't have to be on the ground feeling maybe a little bit more overwhelmed than we want her to. When we're out on these walks, she's seeing people, she's seeing dogs. We are not letting her interact with stranger dogs. In my humble opinion, there's too much risk in that. But that is another level of socialization we've been doing with her, right? Just getting her out in the world in puppy-appropriate ways so she can see people, she can hear cars. This morning we were out, a siren went by. She's been noticing birds. She's been seeing dogs. Um, so this is important, right? This is really important socialization for her to get out 
to see the world, to see these things, but in a safe way, right? Where she's not feeling overwhelmed. She's not feeling terribly scared. And like I was mentioning before, in the puppy course, I'm going to go into a lot more depth and detail in this. So if you all need more info on that, stay tuned for um, the puppy priorities mini course. But, you know, that's the level of socialization that we've been doing. We haven't been doing anything super crazy. Um, We're definitely going to be doing some more car trips just because that's going to be a big part of our life. Um, But that's the level of socialization that we're doing right now because that's what's appropriate for our puppy. Um, And those are really our main priorities. I haven't done any training with her because she's just a tiny baby. (laughs) She doesn't really need anything right now. Um, We're going to teach her things for sure, but it just hasn't really come up yet. We don't need her to do that quite yet. She's been here for almost a week. She's only nine weeks old. So we're really focusing on just establishing those routines, sleeping in the crate at night, feeling comfortable alone, going to the bathroom outside, seeing people, places, and things, and not being terribly overwhelmed, eating amazing, sleeping a lot. So everyone, this is what the the realities of life with the puppy has been like. Um, it's been so fun. I'm definitely going to do some more podcast episodes, everybody, and share more of what's happening. But I wanted to just give you a little bit more insight into what the last week has been like. Like I said, we are absolutely smitten. Oh my God, she is the sweetest little baby girl and we love her so much and it's just been so fun. Um, For those of you who are wondering, Waylon was really accepting of the puppy. He greeted her, that's fine. Um, But Waylon is not, I wouldn't say that he loves her quite yet, right? We have an extra dog right now, Oakley, who is kind of our OG boarding dog. We don't do boarding for any other dogs except for Oakley. And Oakley is here and that's been good socialization for her. But Waylon is, um, he did play with her just a little tiny bit, but for the most part, Waylon is just kind of like, oh, there's a puppy here. And I think that that's, that's normal for Waylon. And I think that with some more time and when Oakley goes home and, and Waylon has an opportunity to spend a little bit more time with Spicy, I think that they're going to be really good buds. But for now, Waylon's just, you know, peacefully coexisting with her. Um, he has been setting some boundaries with her, which are completely appropriate. Um, and we're letting him do that. One of those being, you can't bite my tail. <laughs> One of those being, you cannot bite my genital area and the puppy has been listening very very well so Waylon does not love spicy yet and that's fine but Waylon has been really tolerant of her and we know in time they're gonna be bffs so everyone to recap uh spicy our tiny little baby who's in our lives we love her so much Um, We'll be sure to include links in the show notes for everything that I have mentioned. Uh, Thank you to those of you who have left some uh, podcast topic suggestions over on the Disorderly Dogs website. I checked those out. I am definitely going to work on those episodes. If you have a topic you'd like to hear me talk about on Disorderly Dogs, you can um, drop us a note on the Disorderly Dogs website. You can just scroll to the bottom. There's a topic suggestion box, quote unquote box, and you can leave that there. And if I do your uh, your topic, I will definitely give you a shout out. So everyone, if you want to see more spicy content, be sure to follow us over on the Instagram. Have a beautiful weekend. Smooch your puppies for me and I will smooch my puppy. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. 
If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.